When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's been a lot of talk about vaccines since the pandemic. People have been curious about how they work and what exactly we're injecting into our bodies. In our recent segment about the updated COVID-19 booster, we discussed how scientists are using a new type of vaccine called mRNA. These shots work differently than others that protect us from the flu or smallpox. Vaccines are all about delivering a piece of something to the body, to the immune system, and so the immune system can get familiar with it and be able to mount a strong defense if it ever encounters that again. And the way vaccines usually work is the older traditional way is that you'd have some inactive or dead virus or a piece of that that would have bits of protein that would be familiar than to the immune system if they ever encounter the live virus. That's Dr. Jordan Green, professor and vice chair of biomedical engineering at Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. He says this protein-based approach is great at stopping one specific virus before it can infect our cells. However, these new mRNA vaccines work more efficiently than the old process. And so the mRNA is genetic information that encodes the viral proteins. And so in that sense, Instead of delivering a weakened or dead virus that is sort of more complicated in some ways, you could instead deliver just the information that would encode for a piece of the virus. So there's no harm in that leading to a viral infection or anything like that. And it also gives one the flexibility that if the virus mutates, one could more quickly deliver a mRNA sequence that's just slightly different that then matches that mutation, and to even deliver multiple mRNA sequences in the same vehicle. Meaning that it's easier to add a line of instructions for a new disease mutation rather than having to wait for an entirely new vaccine for each variation. And though it's already proved to be invaluable to preventing infectious diseases, Green says researchers are ready to use this method to revolutionize a different immune response called cell-mediated defense. And so instead of having just the antibodies to surround and remove virus if it's, let's say, in the blood, there's another aspect where you can have other types of immune cells that could then attack a cell that's infected to destroy it so it can't be a factory of making new virus. Because the way a live virus would work is it would infect a cell, take over the cell's machinery to make many copies of itself, and then destroy the cell and get released and then have all these other copies that are now released going through the system. And it, so it amplifies the response. It's you know evolved for millions of years to be very good at infecting human cells. And so another aspect of the immune system is it could recognize an infected cell and destroy it so it couldn't be turned against it, you know, the body by being this factory of making viruses. Instead of using antibodies to fight a virus in the blood, this immune response uses cytotoxic T cells to destroy cells that have already been infected. But what Green's really excited about is using mRNA to program the cell-mediated response to fight more than just viruses. One can now look at it not just infectious disease, 
but could look at it in other things where you'd want the immune system to specifically target and destroy a disease cell, for example, in cancer. And so now we can think about, could we teach the immune system not just how to fight a certain virus, but could we teach the immune system how to fight cancer in a way where the immune system could then go through the body, check if a cell is cancerous or not, and if it's a cancerous cell, destroy it in a very selective way and in a way that could be much more efficacious and much more safe than conventional treatments like chemotherapy. Cancer vaccines are a newer area of research, and they don't all use mRNA. Some use cell therapy, which is when human cells are injected into a patient to repair something in the body. And while most of the research is still in the clinical trial stage, there's a treatment called checkpoint inhibition that Green says is an emerging standard of care for a number of cancers. It was discovered that cancer cells secrete factors to turn off the immune system and that that's why they're able to grow and that there's actually a battle going on all the time between cells that become cancerous and then the immune system clearing them or other mechanisms to get those small cancer cells to die versus does the cancer grow and change its environment that's around it to then ward off the immune system and block the immune system. And it's only when that balance gets tipped too much in cancer's favor that then the cancer can really take over. Cancer specifically turns off the cytotoxic T cells, which, as we mentioned earlier, are the ones that can destroy infected cells. In general, it's important for these T cells to have an off switch so that you don't get an overactive immune system, which can lead to Crohn's disease, type 1 diabetes, and multiple sclerosis. It's good that these immune cells have an off switch so it doesn't go too far, but those cancer cells then can develop the ability to hit the off switch and turn those cells off and then can grow more unchecked. But what the checkpoint inhibitors do is they block that off switch so it can't be turned off. And so in a number of solid tumors, those checkpoint inhibitors are having dramatic effects at if there's the right cytotoxic T cells that could recognize the tumor, and the problem is, is they just get turned off, by having that new medicine, those T cells can do their job and can attack and destroy the cancer. And in some patients, we're seeing complete, what looks like cures, long durable responses of the all the cancer all through the body just melting away. Now, that doesn't mean that this treatment works for everyone. The cytotoxic T cells first need to be activated, which is where cancer vaccines come in. They turbocharge the cells while the checkpoint inhibition blocks the cancer from being able to turn them off. One way to think about it is you could take cells out of the body, program them, amplify them, and then put them back in the body. And so that's an approach, but that approach would be very expensive. And it's something that wouldn't be very accessible to a lot of people when you have to do a cell therapy like that. The cost can be hundreds of thousands of dollars. So instead, Green's lab has been focused on figuring out how to condense this process into one simple injection. Ideally, it'd be able to activate and teach the right immune cells to attack the tumor without affecting any other part of the body. And if this works, what we then can see is that it's something where not that tumor isn't just treated, but if that animal gets cancer at a later time, if that cancer were to come back, the immune system is already revved to attack it and it attacks it as soon as it sees it. And so it's something where it's a durable, lifelong kind of treatment, just like you can't get the same cold again, you couldn't get that same cancer again because your immune system's already primed and ready to go if it ever sees it again. And so I think immunotherapy is really gonna 
and it already is, transforming the care of cancer. So now that the researchers have discovered how to block the cancer from turning off cytotoxic T cells, the next step is to get them to recognize and attack cancer more efficiently. Green recently contributed to a paper published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences that aims to figure out how to do just that. The team created a new type of particle using polymers that can deliver mRNA to a more specific location and much more efficiently than other delivery systems. Polymers are like plastic, but we're talking about here biodegradable plastic, similar to if you've had biodegradable stitches, biodegradable sutures, where you're stitched up, but you didn't have to go back to the doctor to have them taken out. They just dissolve. It's like that, except dissolving over, instead of dissolving over, let's say, weeks, we make them so they dissolve over just hours. Before it degrades, the nanoparticle is able to get the mRNA where it needs to be, which in this case is a type of immune cell called dendritic cells. Green says these cells are like the generals of the immune system's army. What we wanted to do was to train that specific cell, that director, on what the cancer looks like and if we could and to activate it. And if we did that, it would then find the right troops that would be able to attack that cancer and it'll give them the directions. It'll stimulate them to divide, 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 divide and raise a whole army, a clone army to then go through the body and look for those cancer cells. And if they find them, they'll destroy them. Green's research used lab mice to see how well this new delivery system worked at fighting off skin and colon cancer. This method helped mice with melanoma survive twice as long, and it doubled the number of mice with colon cancer that survived long term. As we mentioned earlier, mRNA isn't the only method being researched for cancer vaccines. And Green says these different options may be necessary for different types of cancers and patients. It's theoretically sound. There's a ready translation to support from the animal models to human that this is exciting. And it's just a question of well, what types of technique work the best. And it might be that for certain types of cancer, a certain kind of technique might be better. And then for a different kind of cancer, another technique might be better. It might be for certain kinds of patients having a combination of a cancer vaccine approach together, the checkpoint inhibition would lead to the best response that there's synergy there. However, he does believe that mRNA has some specific strengths that make it an exciting option. The mRNA is like the instructions. And so what it means is we can just make the instructions. And this can be synthesized letters of mRNA, like letters on a printing press, that it can just be read out what the instructions are. As soon as a virus or if cancer is there, that you can have a biopsy to cancer and then sequence to find these different antigens, which is just the sequence of protein that is special on the cancer cell versus a healthy cell, or you look at this part of the protein that's special on a virus. And so that could just be printed. The mRNA could just be printed in a pretty fast way. And then you could put combinations of those messages of those pages of the newspaper, however you like, inside the nanoparticle. Which is a lot easier than having to make special proteins to then develop a new vaccine every time a mutation appears. And even if the old vaccine process could be sped up, it would only be good at the antibody response in the bloodstream, not the cell-mediated response that kills the infected cells. Fortunately, you can achieve both responses by using mRNA injections. And though the research is still in its early stages, Green says it's already showing promising results. I anticipate we're going to see a lot of those within the next 
five years, certainly five to 10 years, there's going to be a lot of immunotherapies that then become not even like the late stage kind of approach that it'll become more common where even earlier in progression of cancer, that it would be seen as safe. And then maybe instead of having chemotherapy and radiation, immunotherapy could be part of something at the beginning. You can find more information about Dr. Jordan Green and all of our guests on our website, radiohealthjournal.org. Our writer-producer is Kristen Farah. Our executive producer is Amira Zaveri. I'm Elizabeth Westfield. Coming up next week on Radio Health Journal. I think it's going to be much easier to convince the field that this is really a thing, right? This is really a subtype of dopamine neuron that does what we didn't think they do. New research that's changing the way we think about dopamine. Then, why mold is a bigger health risk than you may think. If you ever watch like their sci-fi stuff out now about how fungus takes over the world, it's really not that far off because they really have these mechanisms to be able to make us very sick if they want to. All that and more on Radio Health Journal. I'm Elizabeth Westfield, host of Radio Health Journal. If you enjoy listening to Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show, Viewpoints, which covers a wide array of topics from education to history to the environment. Here's a preview of what they're covering this week on Viewpoints. We've been on a declining course where we have fewer ties, fewer neighbors we know, fewer friendships, fewer belonging to local associations. What's causing record rates of isolation and loneliness? And what can we do about it then? I think the tricky thing is that we look at deep loss as a transformational gauntlet, and that's not fair. Some things just hurt. Some things just suck. Dealing with the tsunami of grief after loss. I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. And that's Radio Health Journal for this week. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more. And check Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify for a library of past programs. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and information about our guests at RadioHealthJournal.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Radio Health Journal.